0: There's two sides right now. It's the, you know, guys that I don't have that deep connection with. I can fuck them unattached as I ever could. And maybe even more right now because I can tap into that super, super selfish side of myself and say, I don't give a shit. I need this. Okay. Um, Gosh, this is going to be extremely difficult this podcast, I, I just got, to just got to jump right into it. Um, I just, my mom passed away recently and if this will answer the question, the people that have been texting and messaging and emailing, you know, and wondering where I've been. And if you've noticed, there's been no recent podcasts or any updates whatsoever about what's going on with me. And that's, that's why, because I just I lost my mom and I was with her every step of the way and taking care of her and and just doing everything for her. Like you do as you know, as 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 you have a parent that's ailing. And that's really been, that's this past few months has been, it's just come to a head. And so it's obviously taken over my life and my, you know, and and the, the, the sexual part of my life that I was living. (laughs) Um, So, you know, it took me a bit, but I thought. That, first of all, I have started to record this same podcast several times before, and I just, just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. You know, I was too emotional. I would break down. I would, you know, and I, I don't want it to be about that. I, what I want to do, of course, I want to talk about her a bit, but I do kind of want to keep it germane to what, what this podcast is about. It's about my sex life. And so I thought I could, what would be kind of funny is to, you know, while I'm letting, while I'm giving, while I'm just getting the insight into why I'm obviously so grief stricken. You know, it's funny. I never knew what that word meant? Like people think they know what that word means, grief. No, I, I'm here. To, I'm here to say right here and now. I never fucking knew what that meant. The, the just the depths of it, the way it affects you. And now I know. Now I get it. And I've had friends that have lost parents before. I didn't get it, but I do. I do now. I understand what that means and what I just, I get it. Unfortunately, it's one of those things that you can't, unless you've been through that kind of grief, you won't get it. It's so interesting because there was someone that I started seeing that I've mentioned here on this podcast. And he had lost someone right before he met, about four weeks before he met. And he told me that, of course, in confidence, I'm not going to say who it is because I respect his privacy. But I remember at the time thinking to myself, holy shit, like it's too soon. Like, why is he out trying to, you know, date right now? He's just suffered you know, a tremendous loss. But now being in this grief, I get it. I fucking get it. I understand where he's coming from. I understand a lot of his motivations that I didn't, while I respected, I didn't judge them at all. I just, you know, I, I couldn't quite I don't know how you put it. Like, I couldn't put a face to the name. I didn't get it. I didn't get why, you know, that was, he was driven in a certain way to do certain things and want certain things at that point. Now I understand. If he ever hears this podcast, he's going to know that I'm, who I'm talking about. And I, I just want to say like, I so get it. I so understand where you were coming from at this point. And right now, I'm, what I'm, you know, what I'm wanting to do is, uh, you know, I'm wanting to, to get lost in people. I'm wanting to, I I can see myself just, I don't want to say it's the wrong word to say, like, you know, using someone, I, I just want this grief to go away. And it's driving me two directions, which is one would be, you know, when I, when I was getting close to the end of the year, See, and I knew my mom was sick and I knew she was dying, but I never told anybody that. I mean, I didn't reveal that right on this podcast. And as you notice, like my, my, the frequency of my podcasting, the, uh, just what I was putting out there had diminished. And I was saying, oh, I'm busy with work. And yes, I was, but that was what was really going on. That was huge driving force that was keeping me from being able to just Talk up talk, you know, because I felt like if I can't you know it's hard to get on and you you're doing a fucking podcast about your sex life, and you don't want to have sex right now or you're less inclined to have sex because you're hurting so badly you're you're going through the bullshit that life is throwing at you, and you you're You've become the full-time caregiver for your parent and, and you know, they have a, uh, I mean, they have a life-threatening diagnosis. I mean, you know that their diagnosis isn't good. And I shouldn't even say that the way it went for my mom was this past year she had we knew something was going on. We couldn't put our finger on it. At first I thought she was just kind of being kind of dramatic. You know, like I'm like, Mom, come on. What what's going on? You know, she's having to sleep during the day. She was just not low energy and I couldn't figure out what it was. And she went to the doctor and was, you know, saying, I've got all these things going on. Well, unfortunately It took, it just, it was just kind of a long calamity of errors on the, you know, on the doctor's part. And that's why they say they're practicing medicine. They're not actually like, you know, they're just, they say they're practicing, they're practicing medicine. There you go. That's all you need to know. And so she got a misdiagnosis for what it was. She went in, you know, did the tests and they're like, oh no, no, you don't have that. But as time kept going on, it was like debilitating. I mean, you know, I mean like, I like literally she couldn't drive anymore. She couldn't, you know, she's bed bound and I had to just take over her life, do all her grocery shopping, make all her meals, you know, just everything that you can imagine when somebody just can't live their life anymore. And you know, it's funny, I remember at one point one of the guys saying, uh, and he didn't know this, this, is not his fault, he did not know what was going on, but he said, oh, when you're done being antisocial, if you want to come and see me, you know, and, and again, I didn't tell anybody, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not his fault. I, I just didn't say what was going on with me because it was just so heavy, you know, and, and I tried not to talk about it. In the end, there was, there were guys that absolutely, you know, there's a couple, just really, I think just two, I guess, that I told, you know, while this was going on, one of those guys was Clark and he just was really wanting to see me before the end of the year. And I know I mentioned like, I think I mentioned, you know, making love with someone and, and it was him, you know, and right before Christmas, you know, he he just kept saying, I really want to see you. I really want to see you. And I went and saw him, but I told him, I said, I don't, I don't want anybody touching me. I don't feel like being touched right now. You know, I just was really, preparing and getting ready for what was coming. I knew this was going to be the last Christmas with my mom and everything that goes around that is just so goddamn heavy. And, and so I went over and just, we we just had, I went over to his house, we just had dinner and talked and he was perfect. He was just absolutely perfect. And <laughs> even while I was there, it was like, like he kind of asked like permission, like, "Well, is it okay to like just even like can I just lay next to you or can I do that?" You know, I was, I, and I said, "Yeah," but I but I, mean, I was still saying like, <laughs> while I'm fully clothed, like, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't, to I, I don't want, I don't know what I I don't want to be touched." You know? It seems so strange, and then just somehow naturally, we just we just ended up making love. And I've got to tell you, I I'm never going to forget that. I just needed that. I I, I didn't even. I hope you're enjoying this episode. I'm so sad it has to end. Are you craving more content with me? Don't worry. I've got you covered. Go even deeper with me on my private podcast. You get four additional episodes a month published every Friday, revealing outtakes from my super private personal audio journal, things said after the show, but when I'm still recording, the inside scoop on who's been naughty and who's been naughtier, bombshells I've kept to myself this whole entire time things I can only talk about with a more intimate group of listeners and additional surprise bonus content so hot it makes even me blush. So when you finish this episode and you're still craving more, please allow me to satiate you. Just head over to com and click on exclusive or click on the link in the show notes. All right, on with the show. No, I needed it. It just happened and and it meant a lot to me, you know, just, it meant a lot. And it's funny that I find it weird that as I'm rolling towards the end of the year, and I think some, some, of obviously some of the things that are bringing out my vulnerabilities were knowing what was going on with my mom and knowing that she'd be passing away and not knowing when that was, but just having to be so deeply entrenched in what was going on and the, the, the pain of it. And while I'm finding these still, even though I thought I didn't want to, ways to express that sexually. And and it's, inter- it's interesting to think that, you know, like I went so long in my life without having that. So obviously I had ups and downs and things like that. Not, not these, these moments of just tremendous grief, but. Because that was, it's interesting because like, had that have happened when I was in the middle of my dry spell, or just not my dry spell, but just my self-imposed, no sex (laughs) situation, would I have channeled it that way? No, I wouldn't have. I just would have internalized it. But the sexual aspect, you know, which is a very personal and, sensual and deep in a way of connecting with someone else that aspect that aspect is now available to me. And I'm, I'm able to have that, have that side of me now be a part of this grieving process, which is really bizarre. I have to say it's bizarre because despite the grief I'm feeling, you know, it took about a week, but I'm still finding myself sexual. I'm still finding myself like I came back to it. You know, I was kind of radio silent there for a while, but I'm coming back to it and I'm still wanting it despite the fact that I'm extremely, extremely sad and That's kind of blowing my mind. I don't know why that is. All I can say is it's just all it's revealing to me is that I've come to know and I've come to realize through doing this that sex is important to me. I've said it before. I've said it before, but now it's put to the test. I'm living it. And I'm like, yes, it is. Like I can say that it is. Even in my even in the most heaviest, grievous thing I've ever been through, I, I still all of a sudden want that side. But it's interesting because this I'm looking at it from two points of view. There's the points of view where I'm saying like, I know somebody well and I can like, almost oh gosh how do I say it like use that as a catalyst to go deeper with them sexually like because that you know I've always had these boundaries up well the fucking like it I'm not protected right now I'm I'm like to say I'm vulnerable is an understatement just as far as like my defenses because I don't have the energy I'm you know it's it's going towards the grieving like so somebody that I'm already connected with and deep deep with emotionally like to be with them is going to be quite a different experience. It's going to be something that I would naturally be fucking scared to death of. But, but the other side of that is the other side is I, there's two sides right now. It's the, it's the split side. It's the, the, you know, guys that, I don't have that deep connection with it. I just could, I can, I can fuck even more. I can fuck them even more unattached as I ever could. And maybe even more right now, because I can tap into that super, super selfish side of myself and say, I don't give a shit. I need this. And I'm just going to do this. And I I don't, I don't care. Right, because at the end of the year, I was saying, you know, hey, I, I've done the detached stuff, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine, but I think what I want is more. I just want more fun with somebody that I'm, you know, more fun with guys that I'm a little deeper with. And again, that doesn't mean you're one-on-one. It just, 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 you know, that you're a little. It's just less superficial. And now I'm saying, I want that superficial again. I want both. I'm finding myself like smack dabs on the fence, which I normally am not. Normally I am, I can, I will land one side or the other. And I'm pretty good about that. With what I'm going through right now and starting this year, which is contradictory to what I said I wanted prior to my mom's passing, I was I was saying definitively, I want, you know, one, it's, I've always wanted one or the other, right? I wanted, when I started this, just chronicling this whole sexual road trip, I was just like, I don't want any attachment. This has to be face value, generic. It's fucking, it's straight up fucking. I don't want any, you know, like that was it. But then along the way, you meet these extraordinary people who you can't like you cannot deny the connection and the and the the experiences you have with them. You're like, wow. I can't yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> I don't have a wall high enough to stop that. And but I thought that that I thought that what I thought was the real just impersonal stuff had run its course. And now what I'm saying is right now, I want, I equally, I want both, which is so strange. Equally, I want both. I want just the stupid, I just want the straight up like fucking, I don't, I don't even care if I know your fucking name. I mean, seriously, just let's fuck. And if I don't see you again, big deal. If I don't know your name, I don't care. I almost feel like that. I mean, is it crazy? Is that just crazy? But then I'm, but then I'm also really needing, needing, not wanting, like I've never had a need, the need. That's a different word for me. I need the deeper stuff too. I While I'm, while this is happening, I need someone who understands me. I need someone who gets it. And it's only through this grief that I'm, I'm finding myself here and I'm understanding how I can How, how, how I could have those two needs at the same time is because they kind of seem opposing, but they're not, they're serving the same purpose. You know, it's, it's comfort and it's just the comfort that I need right now. I'll tell you, I am never, I don't think... You know, I don't know that you ever get over the loss of a parent because my mom was young. She was a young woman. And there's just milestones in my life that she's not going to be there for. And I'm, I'm, you know, like when I hit those, I'll always just wish she was there. And while we drove each other crazy because we were so close. I mean, we'd live next door to each other for God's sakes. Who the hell lives next door to their mom? I mean, we, our lives were continually commingled, and, 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 and so involved. And it just, it's, it takes a different, it's a different dynamic, but when you're that intertwined with someone and You, they're so much a part of your daily life, you know, because it's not like you know some people see their parents, you know, they talk to them every once in a while or whatever it is, right? But I mean, like literally, this woman was a part of my day to day life. So, in addition to being my mom, you know, I mean, and so it's a, it's just putting that, it's putting that relationship and that dynamic on steroids, and that's the way we lived. And I'm actually. I'm in her house right now as I'm recording this. I came over and sitting down. I'm I actually love to come over here. It makes me sad, but it also makes me feel close to her just to come over and 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 sit in her house and you know smell it and Hang out here, you know, be here in this space. (laughs) My mom was so funny when it came to sex. I mean, first of all, she didn't know I was doing this. I really wonder what she would have thought about this whole podcasting. I mean, I, she would have probably hit the roof, but she wouldn't have loved me any less. She just would have been like, What the hell? You know, like, what are you doing? She's just from a different, little bit of a different generation, that you know, like. But I'll never forget. Like everyone says, well, where'd you learn from sex about? Well, I learned from sex about. Obviously, you learn it from your friends, or you hear about little stuff in school, and I can't remember the specifics. But I'll never forget the time in third grade when my mom sat me down and wanted to talk about sex because she thought I'd heard her and my dad in the middle of the night coming down the stairs. I went to the bathroom or something like that. And she thought, I didn't hear a da- goddamn thing. Cause I'm a am a heavy sleeper. I can practically sleepwalk. And, you know, she had this talk with me. I'll never forget it. Cause I was just like, please stop. Don't say another word. I didn't want to hear it. You know, I didn't want to hear it. And I was like, okay, thank you very much. Are we done now? I just wanted to get back to playing or doing whatever the fuck I was doing at the time. I did not want to hear this this birds and the bees talk for my mom, but she thought that was the time to lay it on me. And then I think, then it's like all the sexual things I think about when I think of my mom, is like when I, and then I, I think around sixth grade or something, I thought I'd heard them. I did think I'd heard them and I was mad at her or something. And I said, well, I, you know, I heard you giving my dad the, a blowjob the other night. And she's like, oh really? Now you don't call my mom out. Without, I mean, if you're gonna say blowjob, you're you better be ready to talk about a blowjob. You know, like that's that's the way it was. So she's like, "Oh, really? Well, and what is a blowjob exactly?" And she just put me, she just turned it right back around and put me on the spot. And I, of course, I'm like oh, mortified. Like, what is a blowjob? I'm like, well, that's that's when you you blow. You know, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck it was. I have no idea. I don't even know how like, how or why that came out of my mouth. I think I was just pissed at her and I thought, well, I'm going to get her on the ropes and I'm going to say, I'm going to throw this out there. Anyway, that did not work. You don't, uh, uh, mama don't play like that. She was, you know, she, if you call, if you brought it up, you better be ready to talk about it because she was going to get down and dirty. Anyway, needless to say, that was awkward for my little sixth grade self. And then, uh, the next big thing, well, in junior high, there was a time I walked in on my parents having sex. Ew, ew. (laughs) You'll never forget that. If anybody's walked in on their parents having sex, this is awful. I mean, you cannot burn that out of your memory. Like somebody, please. What's that movie? Something of the spotless mind or the, it was with, um. I think Kate Winslet and then what's the funny guy that does Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Anyway. Oh, shit. I, I'm just drawing a blank on his name. Everybody knows who he is. But that was something of the spotless mind where they could like – if you went in, if you had like a bad memory you could or bad breakup, you could erase that from your mind. Like if I could fucking erase that image, that mental image, because I'll never forget it. I remember – I remember the comforter on the bed. I remember the bed frame, everything, the position she was in. Ew! (laughs) Even just thinking about it. It's terrible. Oh, sorry, Mom. I know now I'm sharing this with everybody. Um, uh, Yeah, that was bad. I, I just... I didn't know they were, I came home from having sex. I didn't know they were in there. I was like, where's everybody? And I walked back to their room and opened the door and whammo. (laughs) There they are doing the do. And then I think the next big, you know, sexual point was, um, my first boyfriend when I was having sex, when we started having sex, uh, first of all. The first time we had sex, and after he was all, and then we have sex, right? I was a holdout. I was about 17. That's the first time I had sex. And then he, we had sex, and then I was just like, oh, I don't know what everybody's raving about. That was awful. It took him like three months to talk me into having it again. But at any rate, you know, finally we did start having it again. And then he was over one day, and my dad came home. (laughs) And we'd left, I think he, so he'd taken off his shoes. We didn't wear shoes in the house. He'd taken off his shoes and by the door and then, um, or in, yeah, inside. And then left his, took, for some reason, like took his wallet out his and like set it somewhere like on a, like a table in the hallway or something. It, anyhow. So my a dad comes home and This is, as I put it together, this is what I believed happened. He sees the shoes and he sees the wallet. And it's, of course, got, you know, my boyfriend's driver's license in there, blah, blah, blah. But he's not seeing us anywhere. And I'm in my room with the door closed. And he's like, anyway, my boyfriend jumps in the closet and... then my closet. And then he doesn't, you know, I say, Oh, I'm just in here. I'm just going to grab my stuff. I'm going to come out and do some laundry. So I like throw my clothes and I walk out. I have some laundry in my hand, like heading to the laundry room. And my dad's like, well, I just stopped by to whatever grabs me. He's like, I got to go. So he left. And then of course my boyfriend who's petrified jumps out of the closet puts his clothes on and drives home as fast as he can get his ass home and then um it was a couple of days later I he I had the the I had the uh, bathroom window open or the I don't know I had I didn't have it open I guess it was open whatever I go into the bathroom and I hear my dad and my mom outside and my dad's saying to my mom well you know they're having sex." You know, blah 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 blah. You know, I, I know, or he said, I know they're having sex. Something, you know, along those lines. And my mom says, of course they're having sex. They're in love. What do you think? You know, like, and she was just so calm and matter of fact about it. Although I'd never talked to her about it, I didn't say we were. She just kind of like, basically, because he was just up in arms, like, what are we gonna do about this? And she just kind of said, hey, <laughs> they're having, they're in love. You know they're of a certain age, of course they're having sex. What are, what do you, why is this such a shock to you is basically what she was kind of saying. Like, wh- what do you know? Like, when did you not get the memo? And I'll never forget that because like, oh, right on mom. I mean, she just really kind of, uh, you know, she, she, and she did, she calmed him down. She said, well, I'll talk to her about it or whatever. So I was like, oh shit. So I knew that talk was coming. And then we actually had a, you know, family vacation planned. We were, my mom and I were off on a walk together and she, it, you know, it just kind of came up. And so we talked about birth control and all this, that blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, it was just interesting the way my mom, you know, always kind of handled those things. She was pretty good about that and open about that. And then as the years progressed and as I got older, my mom was always the mom that my girlfriends wanted to talk to about we they'd come over and if we were talking about sex you know they would talk to my mom about sex my mom would give them advice and I'll never forget though going back to that day when we were on our little family vacation my mom was having the you know our first sex talk when I actually was having sex and she said to me she said well you know so does he do anything for you? And I was like, what, what, what What do you mean? Does he do anything for me? And she said, well, do you have, you? are you having orgasms? Do you know what an orgasm is? Of course I knew what an orgasm was and I was having orgasms, but I wasn't having them with my boyfriend. I was having them because I was masturbating and I had been masturbating since I don't know when, but I knew how to give myself an orgasm. I couldn't say that to my mom at the time. I mean, I couldn't say, yeah, I, Touch myself all the time and get myself off. My mom was, but, but the point that my mom was making was, she said, "Listen, if the gu- if if a guy's selfish, and he doesn't care about your needs and he doesn't care about getting you off, if he's selfish, he's always going to be selfish, and that selfishness will extend to other areas of his life. So get rid of him." And that's what she flat out said. I never forgot that. It was quite interesting. I never forgot that, but. Interesting. And then, and, and just from there, you know, as I evolved, you know, as a young woman sexually, I always felt like, well, you know, I know my body and I know how to give myself an orgasm. So if a guy doesn't know what to do, it's not a big deal. I know what to do. But certainly over the years, you did realize okay, there's guys that know what to do and make an effort and because they're interested, like they want to get you off. And there's guys that just don't care. I haven't actually run across, thank goodness, too many guys that just don't care. Um, genuinely, g- you know, genuinely, most of the guys, like they're, they're trying, like they want to make you come. And so, but that was a really good, key, important thing, you know, to know from her and to take forward into my life as a, as a woman, as a, you know, just in dealing with guys and, like I said, fortunately, I, you know, I don't run across, I haven't run across many guys like that. Really, most of the guys are keen on everything being reciprocal, which is great. You know, I mean, that's great. I haven't, I haven't had that. But, um, but what a great thing. I mean, what a, I don't know, what an awesome thing for, for a mom to say to her daughter, just like, you know, hey, If you find somebody that's selfish in bed, take note of that because that probably means that they're going to be, that the selfishness is going to show up in other, in other ways too. And I just, I love her for that. You know, I mean like that was, that was great. That was a really important thing to say to a young, you know, 17 year old woman, girl, you know, who's kind of just starting her to experience her own sexuality. So thanks, mom. That, that didn't fall on deaf ears. I appreciate that. And uh, yes. So anyway, I think that I'll be getting back to my, I guess my normal shenanigans, but The truth is, I don't know I have no idea now what to expect from myself. And everything that I thought that I was where my head was at when I when I was focused on the end of the year stuff and and all that, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of that's gone out of the window. I I don't know. I almost feel like I'm I'm back to square one. I'm back to where I started at the beginning of last year when I first started doing this, just wondering like, what the hell am I doing? That's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm really asking myself like, what the hell am I doing? Do you even want to keep doing this? Do you want to keep putting yourself out there? Do you want to keep making this a priority? Because nobody would blame you if you didn't. I mean, you've gone through, What you've just gone through Literally, you know, like a week ago, what you've just gone through is, it's devastating. And the, 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 where your heart and your mind are at, you know, can be so contradictory to where you need, you know, where you're, you need to be. To keep this sexual road trip going. But I think I'm all, I think I'm okay with that it just is what it is. It's going to be whatever it's going to be. And I'm not gonna hold my feet to the fire to do anything, be anything or feel anything that I once believed. I mean, even some of the people that I've had some heavy judgments about, I'm like, I don't have, you know, it's like, I just, I don't know. I just see things differently now. I do. You know, I, I see things differently. You know, you just, I don't have the energy for certain things. And, and that's okay. And I do, you know, and I do have the energy for certain things and that's okay too. But as far as where I thought I was going, I, my compass, my compass, <laughs> where I was steering the ship, I thought there was a destination. I just don't know what it is right now. I not do not know. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to do whatever I fucking feel like, whether that's nothing or a lot of things. It could be, it could be, it could be screwing nobody. (laughs) It could be screwing a lot of people. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't fucking know, but as, as always, the only thing I can say is I'm just open to whatever, whatever and nothing, whatever, you know, uh, whatever comes my way and none of what comes my way I'm open to. If that makes any sense right now, I don't even know. It's like babbling. I'm just babbling, but I can't put my finger on something specific and I'm, and, and I just, I'm, I'm okay with it saying, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. I really don't, but I know I'm horny. I know I get, I'm st- all of a sudden my horniness returned. I just poof, it's, you know, it's back and I'm thinking like, I could just, yeah, I could, I mean, the thought of fucking someone, just jumping on them, fucking them right now, getting lost in someone is so appealing. That's it right there. Getting lost in someone, totally losing myself in the moment is so fucking appealing right now. I can't even tell you. Like, and it doesn't have to mean a thing. It could mean, it could mean a lot with the right person or it could mean nothing with the wrong person. It doesn't have to, it's okay. And that is where I'm at right now, which like I said, was not, you know, where I thought, I thought when I was, when my mom was getting sick and I was taking care of her and all this stuff was going on, it's like, I thought I had to like, I don't know. I just thought like, okay, it, it sort of helped me put me in the mindset. Like I just, there was people I just didn't want to see because like I, I, I felt like what was the heaviness of what was going on helped me want to be around guys that I felt more of a connection to. And now I'm just like, no, nah, uh, now I don't have to have that prerequisite, right? I mean, right now I I it's okay. You know, it's okay. One of the guys that, um, that I've seen over the last year went through something similar. And when I first met him, he told me that, you know, he'd lost a parent. And uh, I always like was felt, I've always felt really, you know, fond of him. And, and when somebody opens up and tells you something like that. I mean, you know, I, he, they just, you feel protective of them. I mean, they go in a different, they go in a different category, regardless of how deep your interpersonal relationship is with them, you know, how deep the dynamic is. And I just, I always like really liked him because of that. I just like felt like, you know, this is someone that's experienced life. They're they're just the ups and the downs and you feel like you can relate to them. And he texted me the other day and he's like, how are you? And I just said, you know, this is, I know this is awkward, but I, I I know I can tell you this, you know, cause when people ask you, how are you, that's like a fucking loaded question right now. It's a shitty question. I hate that question because I'm so, what you're faced with an option. Do I lie or do I tell the truth? Because it's not good either way. There's no, you know, it's just, it's just a fucking downer either way. But yeah, so he was asking, well, how are you? And, you know, like, hey, sexy, blah, blah, how are you? You know, and I'm like, oh, good. you know, I'm just, and I said, I know, you know, I'm like, hey, this guy, of anybody, this guy will get it. And I told him and, you know, he just, again, Yeah, the nicest response. And, and then I said something like, well, but I got to tell you, (laughs) I am, I'm kind of curious to, 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 you know, like I'm kind of curious to know what Marvin Gaye was talking about when he talked about sexual healing. I mean, is that true? (laughs) Is that, I think that's what I need to devote this coming up here to. Is there really such a thing as sexual healing? Because I can tell you, With Clark, you know, with Clark, I felt like there was. I mean, it it just, it meant something different for that moment in time, knowing what I was going through and the way he handled it, Uh, you know, just, there's something to that. There's something to it. So there you have it. Uh, I've, I've outed myself. I've outed what's going on. And you know, there's been a lot of, I know everybody, there's been a couple people, I don't want to say everybody, uh, like it's this mass crowd, but several, you know, people reaching out saying, Oh, how are, you know, just wondering kind of where I've been because I've been off the radar a bit and what's been going on. And, uh, and that's what it is. And I just thought, this way. I don't have to say it's saying it over and over and telling the story over and over. It, eh, it sucks. You know, you don't want to do it, but this sort of gives me a way to do that and be honest about things. And again, never in a million years thought I'd have a podcast where I never need, just didn't think I'd be podcasting anonymously. Did not think I'd be talking about my my, the death of my mom, and then sharing that with people that tune in because they want to hear about my sex life. I know it's weird, but it's real life and it's landing in my lap and this is how I'm choosing to handle it. So there you have it. I thank you guys so much for (laughs) now. if you've listened all the way through, I'm sorry. I, there was, you, there was probably not a single boner that was popped, but you know, uh, I'll, I'll get back to it and hopefully I can redeem myself in the near future. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend and make sure you're following me on social media.